Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is uh, seven minutes after 11 o'clock, and the city of Columbia wants to make some kind of a sanctuary city for transgenders or something. It may not be legal. We'll have uh, the news god of Zimmer Radio, Brian Houseworth, on board to talk about that and a couple of more things. We'll find out. In the meantime, it is the 17th annual one-for-one holiday food drive with Commerce Bank. And Randy Tobler is here to tell us what's going on in Jeff City where they are collecting money and food. Randy, welcome. Hey, thanks, Gary. We're down here at Buckhite on uh, Missouri Avenue, just uh, west of or south of Highway 50. And I'm telling you, there is a throng, a throng of folks, including... The fire department from Jefferson City, give it up, guys, for the Missouri food for the food drive. And guess who wants to invite you to donate about a thousand dollars to this food drive, Gary Nolan? Here she is. Let's a mystery guest. Carrie Turgeon probably wants me to do that. How did you know I put the challenge out to you? <laughs> you know I work. You do know I work in radio, Carrie. <laughs> Well, I'm sure everybody out there has got some spare dollars in their car, and they can come out here to the Buckhite parking lot. And who wouldn't want to see our Jefferson City Fire Department? They are so cool, and they are out here ready to get your food. And we also have Rusty Drewing here. So get out here and support the food bank. So, Gary, uh, I, I just want to appeal to everyone to do what Mayor Turgeon and so many people have done, dropping just a few bucks in the bucket. And folks are bringing out food, too, but those bucks translate into double the value this hour doug perry towing is double doubling and matching the uh, donations so if everyone could just pull a buck or two or five whatever it's going to feed so many hungry mouths and i was talking to jamie wade who's the development director of the uh, central and uh, northeast missouri food bank the need is never greater she told me a buddy pack that cost five bucks just last year cost a couple more this year seven dollars so uh, it's going to take more to do even the more that's needed. I hope folks will text FOOD, that's food, to the Dunkel Distributing uh, line, 573-874-9390, all, or call the Missouri Pork Association phone bank, 573-447-6600, or just get on to uh, 939eagle.com or kws.com and make a big donation. It feels better to give than to receive. I guarantee it. I I second that. I second that. Uh, once again, uh, just so you know, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Dunkel Distributing text line, uh, text FOOD to 874-9390. And uh, for the phone bank, uh, the Missouri Pork Association phone bank, 573-447-6600. And uh, many thanks to Doug Perry Towing because they're matching those donations. And if you're up here in Columbia, it's at the Columbia Mall right behind Wendy's. Randy, thank you. Hey, my pleasure. And uh, people ought to come out and say hi. I'll be here till noon. John Marsh just wandered onto the property here at Buckeyes. He'd love to say hi to folks until 2 o'clock. All right. Tell the mayor I said thank you for coming on board. And uh, say hi thank to Rusty. You. you Thank you. <laughs> and say hi to Rusty Drewing for me, too. All right. Uh, boy. That's uh, great stuff. That's a, Gary, it's a wonderful wait, call. Wait, what, 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 what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> have to wait for your intro. Oh, on God, it. what is the matter Jump with this the man? Gun on wasting my time. Out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the news god of Zimmer you, Radio. You forgot your robe and your crown today. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Houseworth. It's great to see you guys. Uh, All right, now what were you saying? Well, I was just saying what a, what a great event at the at the food bank. And I'll be out there at the Columbia Mall um, 4 to 6 today. So um, 
just a just a wonderful event. It really is. It is, and it is always amazing to me how generous the folks in oh. Central Missouri. And you know what? This crosses all political lines. Yes, it does. Uh, the left, the right, uh, that we all. Um, I think, uh, want to help our fellow man. And, you know, I very quickly, I gave an example uh, on air this morning, Gary, of a woman who, um, you know, had several kids, obviously didn't have a lot of money. She didn't have a lot of money. She depended on that food bank several years ago, um, had a surgery, and I believe had lost her job and going from memory. And the food bank helped her and her, her children. She was a single mom, as I recall. And that day, it was two years ago, I believe, she brought by to, to because she wanted to pay it forward and, and help people that were in her position. She didn't have much money. She donated. As I, it was either 300 or $500. It was a lot. And she she didn't look like she had much, but she was that appreciative, driving a car that was just older. That's just an example of the people that are being helped that just, they could use a, a hand up. That's really what it is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's terrific. And, uh, and, and, you know, you get people uh, like Doug Perry towing this hour, mm-hmm. matching those donations. It goes even further. Yes. Uh, all right. So uh, this uh, socialist communist group that's yep. decided to pick up the torch for the transgender community. Um, the gay, lesbian, transgender community mm-hmm. uh, by trying to turn Columbia into a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. This is, um, is is this legal? I understand there's a possibility it's not legal. Well, the attorney general made it clear, Gary. We we did ask him about this yesterday. Randy Tilber did uh, specifically about this call from the Mizzou Democratic Socialists of America for a sanctuary city ordinance now a lot of people here's here's one of the problems the answer the answer is the attorney general says regardless it is it would be unconstitutional and i want to i want to really make this point because i see people emailing us i know at least a couple um one was a progressive that said we didn't read the ordinance well there is no ordinance to read it was it was submitted to by this democratic socialist group for the city to consider, and then another person from a, a different group submitted something similar. But they mentioned the Pulse nightclub, Orlando. They mentioned something out in in Colorado, um, in you know, basically saying that you know conservatives are fanning the flames. I mean, there, there's those are the type of things that that are in there. And then they talk about what they'd like to see. But until we actually see an ordinance in front of us, and we don't have one. Um, it's really hard to tell what will be in it. I do know this, it, you know, and it could take weeks, if not longer, to review. I did check in with Sydney Olson, the legal department, she says, and the city's Commission on Human Rights are both reviewing this proposal. But in answer to your question, the Mizzou Democrats, Democratic Socialists of America, they say that, um, that, that most Columbia residents support approving a sanctuary city ordinance. Um, to protect, they say the LGBT community needs to be protected. Andrew Bailey, the attorney general, says, this is what he said, we are not going to let progressive, this is a direct quote, city leaders undermine state statute, quote, when the General Assembly enacts a statute that is the will of the people expressed through their elected representatives and it preempts local control over that issue, city leaders know that end of quote so that is where we are right now on that is there some state legislation that prevents this then well it would what they one of the things that the mizzou democratic socialists um is are saying is that they want this gender uh, 
bill that de- dealt with um, a couple of bills that, that were passed this past session by the General Assembly. They want police to put this down at the very lowest of their their priorities. And Bailey is saying you can't do you can't do that. Um, so it's it is a little confusing. There's no lawsuit because there's nothing to there's well, nothing. I don't understand what a sanctuary city for gays and lives. What does that mean? Does that mean that uh, if I don't want to hire a transgender, I can get arrested? Or does it mean uh, in the event something happens to them, police will respond? They'll do that right now anyway. I don't understand what they what it means. They, you know, it's it is confusing because again we don't have an actual ordinance. I'm going to try to pull up my my story I did because there were two different calls that that came out of this. Uh, let me type in. So forgive me here. I'm because no, I, don't tell me that you type the way I type. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it's 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 always not great here here it is i did this story on november 7th i just had to pull it up now my my typing is not great um uh, mel tully is the one who testified before the council i don't know if i can play the i i might be able to play this on air i'm going to try but mel tully testified before the council in uh, in november and if it doesn't i'll just read the text but mel is saying that that this is needed to protect the uh, Brian's going to try to come up here and, and set up. Forgive me, folks. Uh, if there is. A, yeah, let's try to do this. So he testified over the council in November, and he is saying that it is necessary to to bring this forward. To quote from the text, the ordinance would declare the city of Columbia a sanctuary city for the LGBTQ community, their families, the right to gender affirming health care, the rights to free, free speech and expression. OK, now. And that's, again, that's how the text reads. There's other stuff in here about Pulse and everything. You know, Tully is basically saying that right now, unless this is done, there will be people leaving Columbia, that they don't feel, they, that they don't feel basically safe in Columbia in Missouri because of, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the. I mean, that's basically. It's ridiculous. What, that's basically what they're saying. He also said they need to listen to Kansas City. The Kansas City Council, Tully says, passed a resolution declaring Kansas City a safe haven for gender-affirming care. But that is, that's it in a nutshell. I wish I had more details, but the, the bottom line is a lot of it has to do with, they're talking about Pulse and everything else. What, this text that, he, that Tully just talked about, that is before the, the council, and they are reviewing it. They could bring it forward. They they may not. Right now, they have not. But, but one thing for sure, Andrew Bailey said that what Tully is proposing is unconstitutional. He made that very clear on air, um, saying that he would take this to court. So, so we'll see. But that is something that um, I don't... <laughs> I don't expect it. We've got one more meeting before the uh, Christmas holiday and before the New Year's. And even even if they get it done and reviewed, which I doubt, I don't see that happening, it wouldn't be voted on until January. I don't think it's going to come up until January at the earliest. That's just my gut feeling. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just not entirely sure I understand what the threat is. Uh, there may be some, uh, some restriction to getting... Uh, transgender surgery done on minors or something along those lines but if you're a, if you're a straight gay lesbian even transgender uh and someone lays a hand on you uh it, it, in that respect this is already a sanctuary city uh just as it is for everybody else in the city 
Uh, I don't I don't see where we need to have this special um, ordinance, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, just an attention getter myself. And what they've and again, they're saying people are going to leave. Now, we did have a Columbia School Board member, Gary, that did resign um, her post about a year ago, saying that her um, child um, you know, wants to go to a, a her and her child want to go to a state where they feel more welcome. I mean, that's. That's basically it in a nutshell. But right now, I want to make it very clear, and I hope I did yesterday, there is, and it is confusing, I, I agree with you, um, because we don't have a an ordinance that is before the council other than what was submitted, but that's not what's going to be before the council. they got to rewrite it. It's got to be in the, the proper format, um, so that that's where it is, too. Very quickly, Gary, I also, uh, for the Eagle listeners, they, they heard this just very quickly. Breaking news at the, uh, I broke it at 11 o'clock. Missouri Supreme Court has asked the, well, the Missouri Supreme Court has not asked. They have scheduled an April 9th execution date for a guy named Brian Dorsey. He's a convicted double killer from New Bloomfield. He was convicted of killing his cousin, Sarah Bonnie and her husband, Ben. He told them he needed to be taken into their home, that drug dealers were after him, so they did take him in. Um, that That is public knowledge that came out in court, and both of them were shot in the head with a shotgun at their Callaway County mm. home. She was raped, um, and then he stole, uh, according to prosecutors, he stole their Bambi 2 movie from their child after their deaths, stole a Social Security card, a car, and firearms as well. Huge case in Callaway County. This happened on Christmas Eve 2006. And unless Governor Mike Parson decides to intervene or the U.S. Supreme Court gets involved, which they've already not gotten involved, he will be executed in April. Well, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the death penalty, as people already know. But that doesn't mean there aren't people who deserve to die. And this guy certainly has earned it, hasn't he? It's a case with... Good it, it, God. It, is, it was a very high-profile case. A very high-profile. And he hadn't been caught right away... And one of the biggest things I do remember reporting is that, you know, they they took him in because he he said that he was, and I don't know if this is true or not, we'll never find out, that he, you know, drug dealers were after him because he hadn't paid his debt for drugs. Um, So they did take him in and then they end up getting killed. Good Lord. All right. Thank you, Gary. It is the news god (laughs) of Zimmer Radio, Brian Houseworth. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Uh, Brian, do I have time to take calls? Should I come back and get it? Because... it's a short break. Uh, all right, we'll do that. Uh, let me get uh, let me get uh, Chris on the line. Chris, good morning. Boy, tell me there isn't a special hot spot in hell for that guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, this resolution ordinance thing you're talking about here. You know, is there any place any friendlier to these people than Columbia, Missouri? Not that I know I, of. They're right. I, and, I, and this is just another one of those symbolic. We feel threatened because something happened at the state house. They're talking about a resolution in Kansas City. I, I get so tired of resolutions; they're absolutely meaningless. You know, it's just a statement that doesn't mean anything. And I just this whole thing. I'm like, what? What are we upset about? And I love people that threaten to leave. Uh, you suppose if you and me went down to the council and said, if you don't pass some ordinance the way we want it, we're going to leave, they'd probably tell us to hit the road. Oh, yeah, they'd probably right. celebrate uh, my... they'd, Yeah, they'd probably pave a special <laughs> path for you to police escort. <laughs> but you get my point. It's just, you know, come on, grow up. There's no threat here. And if you feel threat, maybe you should go see your psychologist or something. If you have this... this paranoia that we're out to get you or something and i just it just i don't know why we waste all our time on this uh it's just annoying every time i hear it it reminds me of a 
I don't know, high school student. We went to the state capitol. And all they did seemed like all day long down there, they were just passing little resolutions and were recognizing the, the toad frog as the official toad frog of Toad Frog County and just crap, crap, crap all day long, you know. And none of it meant anything, but I was like, I thought I was going to go see something important happen. But, well, same thing in city, right? Nothing important happening. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's just this guy is, uh, you know, he's know. grandstanding. He, you exactly. Know. It, is, it is all for effect and a statement and it all means nothing anyway because the law is the law and whatever and i'm sure if something happens here in the city you know the the state attorney general can arrest somebody if it violates the law i love this uh, sanctuary cities for uh, illegal immigrants they were so high and mighty we're a sanctuary city now Now that they're getting all these people are going whoa hey stop all right in in theory it sounded great yes (laughs) chris thank you for the call Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. Or go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. Pops up right here in studio. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 1127. I, I must have gone a little long uh, with the news god, because uh, uh, what do I have? I've only got a couple of minutes. Yeah, we're kind of short. You know, Brian... If you have you been, you've been to California, you went out there to I pick have, up your yeah. son, didn't you? Uh-huh. State is really. We got out of there in a hurry, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. The state is uh, very long and narrow. I mean, it is a long, long ride from, say, San Francisco to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It would be ideal if they could come up with a train. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. You know you. Because it's a it's such a big state, it'd be nice, you know. Texas is a huge state. They could use one of those too, right? Um, An electric train, maybe. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's too bad you. How about a solar powered electric train? <laughs> now you're hitting on all eight cylinders, right? I think you should go all the way and do like a windmill powered train. Windmill powered. Yeah. The faster it goes, the more it spins. Yes. Uh huh. Perpetual energy. And it'll sp- yes, it'll charge the batteries as you're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How much could that possibly cost? Oh, maybe like $3.01 billion. No, 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 no. It's it's much more than $3.01 billion. It is? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. They Well, you have to go back to the beginning. That's right, yeah. Uh, I thinking. Yeah, because California was going to do was going to do just this: a high speed rail, uh, apparently going uh, from Los Angeles to San Francisco, and uh, the estimated cost thirty three billion dollars. But it's worth it because you'll be saving the planet and lowering that temperature by one degree, maybe. So, well, fraction of a fraction of a fraction <laughs> of a degree, maybe. Uh, and I'm not even convinced of that. But, uh, you know, the convenience factor, you may have to rent a car when you get to the other side of the state, but at least you get there. Well, Brian, that $33 billion is not how much it costs. Wait till they find out how much it really costs. We'll tell you next on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> it is 11.35. Oh, yeah. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, so we're talking about this uh, rail uh, in California, and uh, it was estimated to cost $33 billion, but that's not accurate. We'll tell you how much it really costs. But first, 
Let me just tell you, it's the 17th annual One for One Holiday Food Drive with Commerce Bank. If you're in Columbia, you go over to the Columbia Mall, right behind Wendy's there, uh, and you see all the fire trucks and everything. But if you're in Jeff City, you get to meet Randy Tobler. And uh, Randy, where are you at? I'm at the Buckheit store, a fabulous big store here on uh, Missouri Avenue, just a little bit south of Highway 50 in Jefferson City. Uh, and boy, what a, what a great event this is. The firefighters are out here. We just uh, had a little uh, a con- fun conversation with, with Carrie Turgeon. You know, I was talking, Gary, with, uh, with Jamie Wade, who's uh, with the organization, with the Food Bank of Central Northeast Missouri. And I, I learned something that just was music to my ears, and that is they're not just giving food that is starchy, nutritionless, calorie-dense, BS food. I mean, they're giving great food. They give boxes of fresh fruits and vegetables. They work with farmers. They work with uh, restaurants that have good food. And so this really just makes it even more special for me to urge people to come out and either in person or digitally donate and make a difference. Because this hour, Doug Perry Towing will double that donation and this year, more than I think in the past several years that I can think about, with inflation rampant, there are more and more people that just can't put food on the table. So I urge folks to call uh, the Missouri Pork Association phone bank at 573-447-6600 or text FOOD, just text the word FOOD to the Dunkel Distributing text line, 573-874-9390. That also happens to be our call and text-in number on the program. You know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, a buck will buy four meals, so that means this hour, that automatically turns into two bucks for eight meals. And if you can find it in yourself to donate 270 bucks, that's less than a buck a day, that turns into $540 this hour. Buddy packs could go to two students for a whole school year. So it's a great opportunity to make a difference. It is indeed, and the generosity of Central Missourians every year never ceases to amaze me. Uh, so once again, uh, you can uh, go down, if you're in Jeff City, uh, and and uh, chat with uh, uh, Rob, Brian, I'm going to put Brian Hausworth down there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Randy. Uh, with Randy Tobler. <clears throat> yep. uh, but I'll you, be, huh? I'll be here till noon, and uh, John Marsh, I see John coming on the scene. He'll be here. Uh, of course, John co-hosts on the uh, morning show and uh, does all the great news work at KWOS. Hannah, the producer, I think is uh, going to be down here a little later as well. So uh, whether it's Columbia Mall or here, it's a great opportunity to come by, say hi, thank the firefighters for all they do. And, uh, and uh, boy, it just, feels, uh, it just feels like there's a real movement uh, going and a lot of momentum towards making this a real successful commerce food and, I mean, Commerce Bank and 93.9 Eagle KWS food drive. You betcha. Randy, thank you. Uh, I'll see you a little later. Uh, all right. All right, buddy. Take care. In the meantime, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the phone line, uh, the Missouri Pork Association phone line, 573-447-6600. You can text your donation. Just text the word FOOD to 874-9390. That's the Dunkel Distributing uh, Line. And uh, many thanks, of course, to uh, Doug Perry uh, Towing, because this hour they're matching your donations. You cannot go wrong with that. All right, it is 1140, and we told you that there is a, an electric train that uh, is... So, and they started building this thing <laughs> in 2008. 
2000, that's the year that I, I came here at the end of 2007, beginning of 2008, December. That's when they started building this thing. It's still not finished. And while it was budgeted uh, at uh, $33 billion, uh, it's 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 gone a little over that, Brian. Oh, good, just a little, a titch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At one hundred and twenty-eight billion dollars, uh, the estimate uh, now uh, four times higher <laughs> than uh, than originally uh, forecast. But you know, nothing nothing smarter than throwing good money after bad. So Biden decided to take three billion more. Of your dollars <laughs> to uh, to to continue building this boondoggle. When will they learn? They won't. Even when the results are right in front of them from you know previous things that they've attempted to do, they just won't learn. High speed rail will cost thirty three billion dollars. The fact it's now estimated at one hundred twenty eight billion before completion. Ah, uh, just a little, little clerical error there. High speed rail will allow travel from Los Angeles to San Francisco in two and a half hours, for about fifty bucks a person. In twenty fifteen, the Los Angeles Times study estimated the cost would be around eighty three dollars. Back when the cost was expected to be nearly. Four times lower uh, at the new cost plus inflation, uh, the ticket price will be even higher. Uh, they said that the high-speed rail will attract billions of dollars of private investment. In fact, in 15 years since the project was announced, they haven't got a dime from the private marketplace. Nobody. Uh, has I wonder invested. why. Because it's they, a bad deal. They must be climate deniers. Yes, it's a. It, it's you can always tell when it's a bad deal. When the government has to throw money at it, throw your money at it, has to gamble with your bucks. Um, let's uh, see. Mel apparently has something to say about this. Mel, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How are you? I am well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's not the only train that's wasting a lot of money. They started one probably eight years ago in maybe ten years ago now in uh, Hawaii on Oahu is going to be overhead and as far as I know it's still not even half completed so if you want to go halfway someplace that's the way to do it yeah. well it, there's no train on it yet they bought the train cars <laughs> but they didn't have any place to put them <laughs> so they're just setting as far as I know <laughs> but uh, yeah we were there four years ago and it was a few pillars of concrete sticking up in the air and that was about it so, it's just yep, trains are a great idea. Get somebody else to pay for them for you. It's it's annoying that the government does this. It just frosts my buns. All right. Yeah. How, how much? How many billions of dollars could be spent improving I seventy across the state here? Yeah. Why Why are we spending money on Amtrak? Yeah. I mean, we've the government's owned that damn thing for what fifty years now. Yeah, and you can't go where you want to go. You got to take a bus half the time. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, Mel. All thank right. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. I used to, um, I used to go from Cleveland. I used to fly or drive from Cleveland to Washington D.C. When I flew 
I would take Southwest Airlines and I would go from Cleveland Hopkins to Baltimore Washington International, rent a car, and then uh, I was uh, working uh, part-time with the National Rifle Association for Wayne LaPierre. I would fill in on his guest, uh, guest host, his radio broadcast. And I thought one day, you know, we've got a train that goes right out of Cleveland, right into Washington, D.C. It would be fun to take the train. Now, if I flew, I was there within an hour. I could I could be at BWI within an hour. If I drove, it was like seven eight hours. It was really a, a kind of an arduous drive. So I thought, well, I'll take the train. That'll be fun. Uh, it'll be slower than the plane, but surely it'll be faster than driving. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it won't. It was overly expensive, and it took longer to take the train from Cleveland to Washington, D.C., than to drive. It's, it's just, it's a terrible deal. If, if passengers want to, you know, if you want to go from point A to point B, I'm not talking about freight. Freight trains make a lot of sense. But if it's for passengers, you're doing it for nostalgic purposes. Because it, there's... Uh, like at least a, a couple of different ways that you could travel faster and for less money. But isn't this just like the government? Isn't this what we're doing with a bus system uh, in every city that we have a government-owned bus system? And now we're going to have this government boondoggle, this train that was supposed to have uh, private money, but nobody would loan it money. Nobody would give it money because they knew it was a loser. You know, train travel was great uh, from the 1860s to about the 1950s. And after that, things changed pretty rapidly. And passenger trains are just uh, a nostalgic trip down memory lane. They're, they're not efficient for passengers. Fly or drive works much, much better. But we'll keep throwing money at things like this. Just like we have the, the bus system in Columbia... It will cost forever. Never, ever will they be able to charge enough to cover their costs. It's going to be a drain that just keeps on taking. Back to wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 1151. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. By the way, Brian, in case you're wondering, the federal government is now going to reclassify potatoes. It's fine. What took so long? Oh, man. I, I mean... The, you know the great nutritionalists that the federal bureaucracy... Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. I guess they do this uh, food pyramid thing. Uh, and, and by the way, the food pyramid... You know, we keep hearing about this obesity problem that, that the country's been uh, suffering from. I, I remind you that the food pyramid said, oh, don't eat red meat. <laughs> no, no, no. Eat bread and rice and uh, all kinds of uh, carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates. And don't eat too many eggs, too no, much cholesterol. No. Yeah, can't do that. No, nay, nay, Perlene. Uh, but it turns out that was all wrong, and refined carbohydrates uh, pour the weight on, and they're they're bad for your health. What? The government made a mistake? That's incredible. Yeah, wow. they thought they were wrong once, but they were mistaken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, now they're they're uh, continuing their push. How How is it? 
it just I, I I listen to these things, I read these things, and I think to myself, when and where did they get the idea? It's in the Constitution. <laughs> it's uh, the Good and Welfare Clause. Have welfare you ever clause. seen it? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So uh, it, it's like, where did they get the idea that they could take a dollar of the uh, of the money that you work for, much less the billions that the, that they spend, uh, to do among other things a food pyramid? Like, wh- how is it their job? Where? What? I'm I'm totally baffled. Honest to God, I am totally baffled. I don't know where they got the idea that they could spend money on this. They sit around in their little rooms all day. What can we mess with next? So apparently every five years they screw around with the food pyramid. And uh, now they're, they're, they've awakened to the fact that, you know, the, the refined carbs are bad for you. And I guess they're going to, you know, shrink them, move them to the top where the pyramid is smaller, I guess. Uh it's 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 ridiculous, but apparently the potato uh, and I guess the potato industry is a bit concerned. Uh, they're afraid that uh, whatever the classification is, it may just harm potato sales. Again, it's something that shouldn't be possible. The government shouldn't be able to do this. But I will tell you this: if you go, for instance, to CC City Broiler and you order a baked potato. Oh, did you have to do that? That with gobs of butter, yes, and salt, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, does that go well with a Gary steak? Man, oh man, and that salad, fresh, crisp, and snappy. Ooh, yeah, those baked potatoes. You know, you would figure that. I mean, what are you going to do to a potato to make it better? But I don't know what they do. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not just making this up. It's like, yeah, you throw them in the oven and you're done. Put a little salt in them, and no, it's not like that. It's easy. I don't know what they're. Doing. I don't know what they're doing either. I, but it's like I know that the. Did you eat the potato skin? Yes, absolutely. Some people don't eat the potato skin. I, I know. I've seen that. I eat they, the potato skin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's the only way. Yeah, digging it out is. Yeah. No. No. Why? And your favorite potato prepared? Oh, the lobster mashed. Lobster mashed, okay. Oh, so if you had your preference, that's you can't have that anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, it's, you know, the food. When did you become a progressive? (laughs) No, 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 I can't have it. You're not a big fan of lobster. You don't like lobster. No, it's okay. The the lobster mashed potatoes were great. I, I didn't expect that. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, I, I, I'd never heard of them. I've seen other places come up with something similar, uh, but I'd never heard them uh, heard of that before. I it, it, CC City Broiler, they got them. Hey, I just got a message from our doctor. He said the skin on the potatoes is where the iron is. Really? Uh huh. Is that Randy? Yes. That's where the iron is. Yeah. <laughs> but the best potatoes would have to either be scalloped or au gratin. Oh, our gratin are just fabulous. my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are good. But I don't think they serve them at CeCe's. I don't either, but I prepare my own. And oh, I'll tell you what else is best. good. Have you had those hot, uh, freshly made potato chips? Yes, at uh, Lutz's. At Lutz's Barbecue? Yes. I like it when we get boxes of those things, the different flavors. Yeah. It's hard not to just keep uh, crunching through them. I know. They're, they're so good. 
Uh, I had a Christmassy uh, question, but I don't. I don't think I'm going to have time. Yeah, it's we're already, out of time now. Yeah, so we'll have to wait uh, for Friday, because tomorrow is Think Tank Thursday. Uh, we'll do. We'll uh, have some fun on Froster Buns Friday with the Christmas thing. Then Saturday after the gun show at twelve noon, uh, that's when our uh, our listener dinner is. Uh, a lot of people uh, sent me emails asking to uh, to be a part of it, and uh, they got responses, and uh, they're going to be there. We've got uh, two speakers. Jim Babka is coming in from out of town, uh, and uh, we will have him as one of the speakers. And uh, Senator Bill Eigel is going to be there. Uh, we, if we have time, and it all depends on how things unfold, uh, we may have our favorite environmental scientist say a couple of words about global warming. Very good. So that's going to be good, uh, and I look forward to all that. Listen. Uh, coming up, uh, we've got on the on the uh, uh, station today. Glenn Beck is following me. Then we got Sean Hand Sean Hannity, uh, the great Randy Tobler, who is um, probably on his way up here. He's he's got to do some show prep. Randy, get up here and do some show prep. You got a show from four to six, and that's the way people get their ride home. Listening to Randy, so that's all coming up. And then tomorrow, of course, uh, wake up mid Missouri. So. Uh, I just want to let you know what all was coming up, because that's the kind of guy I am. Uh, I got some Christmas topics. We'll do those uh, tomorrow. We will replay the Christmas pickle. We haven't uh, we played it once this year, uh, and we will play it again. But we'll just um, we'll have to play it earlier in the program. Last time we played it, it was in the final segment of the show. Oh, okay. So, so the folks in Springfield missed it. Yeah. Uh, and we'd planned on playing it earlier. It's just that yeah. uh, the show kind of got kind of got busy and kind of got out of hand. And uh, next thing you know, it was it was too late. But we uh, we will do that as well. And, and then, starting at noon today, don't forget uh, we do have Glenn Beck coming on. But you can donate to the one for one holiday food drive uh -huh. all day long. We're going to be uh, at the locations, the uh, various locations, up until six tonight. Yep, that continues. And uh, we'll have uh, station personnel there as well. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Grandbaby. Honey, I'm coming home.